0: praise the lord this morning we're going to be in the book of luke and our title is don't take any wooden (laughs) nickels okay so that's what the lord gave me and um i had some little coins that i was going to give out and i left them i didn't bring them with me but um i'll try to remember to get those to you they're um they're little silver-looking, they're not silver, they're tin, I think, little silver-looking coins. And they have, um, I think it's the John three sixteen 16 in Navajo written on them. Like, these are so cool. So they're not wooden, they're, it's the gospel, amen? They represent the gospel in a way to share the gospel, to, to remind yourself of the goodness of God. Amen. All right, so everybody there, Luke chapter 15? Amen. Let's open, let's go into prayer one more time. Does anyone have a, a pressing prayer request? Anything you need prayer for? I've already prayed about something. I want to ask you to pray for my mom. She's been running a fever about a hundred degrees um, on and off for the past two, three days, and she doesn't want to go to the doctor. So um, if you pray for her that she has some little head congestion, if that'll clear up and the fever will drop and that she'll be all Feeling spunky by the time we get there. She's in South Carolina, so we haven't been exposed to anything. <laughs> Amen. All right. Any, any, anyone else? No. All right. Well, praise God. We're glad you're here. We're just gonna go back right in, back into prayer again. We're gonna ask uh, Brother George if you lead us in prayer. Thank you, Lord. Enter all our prayers. We pray God, we Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yeni hikayeden başlamıştık. You already know what what we need, Lord Jesus. I "With you, keep us safe on the road wherever we will be." Lord Jesus, praise us. Lord Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Lord, we just give you glory. Thank you, Father. All right. So this morning, don't take any wooden nickels. Have you ever heard that phrase before? Anybody ever tell you that? No. Okay, so when my, my kids were growing up, there were a couple of things we would say, um, and uh, that's one of the an old saying, don't take any wooden nickels. But when they would leave, they would go somewhere. I'd tell them, don't forget whose kid you are. And and they knew that I didn't mean my kid. You belong to the Lord. So don't forget who your daddy is. Amen? Who your father is. Your father is God. And you represent father god when you go out these doors wherever you go in your house in the dark and the light everywhere you go you're representing god so remember you're the temple of god and don't don't take that temple places that should the temple of god doesn't need to go amen and so i would tell them that and then sometimes i would tell them, don't take any wooden nickels and it's an old phrase that's been around since i think i was looking it up the other day i think 1815 or something and what it means is like Back in the day, the people of the, the area, wherever this originated, were moving, a lot of them were beginning to move from the country into the city. And so it became advice to the, you know, the people that were moving into the city, or they're kind of uh, what you call green, wet behind the ears, gringos, they, they, were, they, they didn't know about things out there. What things were like in the city they were used to doing business with their local you know community and they knew who they were doing business with and so when they were the elders and people would tell them, don't take any wooden nickels it was a warning that you don't go out there and get tricked don't be deceived don't let somebody give you something that's counterfeit in, in, in exchange for something that you have that's good so you remember the old fairy tale of our story of the um, the young man that went to town, and he, he took they were poor, and he took the cow, and he was supposed to sell the cow for money or something like that. And instead, he, ch- he exchanged it for some magic beans. Y'all remember that story? Okay, so then he got tricked, right? There's no such thing as a magic bean, you know, the rest of the story. But I remember as a little kid going, dude, well, I probably didn't say dude, but I was just like, why did you do that? Your mom told you to go sell the cow and you traded the cow for beans? <laughs> a handful of beans? So, you know, we don't, that's, that's what it means. Don't take any wooden nickels. Don't, don't let yourself be deceived. Don't be deceived by something that, you know, lots of times people talk a good talk, right? You see people sometimes they come around. We, we broke down one time, or we weren't broke down. We had something going on with our truck in Gallup, and it was been probably 10 years ago. <laughs> when you, when you, when you stop your car in Gallup and you have tags from out of state, all the people that are on foot come over. <laughs> they, they want to see what they can, you know, convince you of. And so these guys would come over and they oh, I'm a mechanic, I know how to fix that. <laughs> you know, like, no, no, we're good, we're good. And they were standing there giving all this advice and none of it held water. You know, thankfully, you know, I know a little bit. And, um, and we, didn't, we didn't let them mess with our truck. But they, they can be convincing. People can be really convincing. They know how to do stuff and they get, you know, they get your money or they get involved in something and they don't know really what they're doing, right? So we have to be careful not to let ourselves be deceived. Don't take any wooden nickels, okay? So here we go. So this morning we're going to read, um, if, if there was a subtitle, it'd be of The Dangers or the uh, Cost of Accepting a Counterfeit Gospel. Glory to God. Alright, so look with me in Luke chapter 15. And you may already have read this before. This is a parables where it's a, a threefold parable that Jesus told, where he starts off with the um, the lost sheep. And he says, What man the, the, the Pharisees come to him and they're murmuring and they're saying, um, why are you sitting with publicans and sinners? Why, why, why are you doing this? And they're accusing Jesus in a, in, a, in a way. And so Jesus says back to them, What man of you having a hundred sheep, this is verse 4, if he lose one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after that one which is lost until he find it. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep, which was lost. So we are like, we were once like lost sheep. And the Lord went hot after us. Amen. He went in hot pursuit after us to bring us in. The Holy Spirit draw us to, to Jesus. And we, we saw Jesus for who he is. We realized, we saw ourselves for who we were. Lost and undone. Filthy, ragged sinners. A lost sheep out there stuck in the briar somewhere. Stuck in the mud or fur our wool all matted up. And Jesus came and picked us up and cleansed us up and groomed us and made us clean and made us whole again. Amen? And Look at verse 7. And I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over the ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. So it's important that we get outside these doors and we share the gospel. Amen? That we tell other people about Jesus. You know, we come together. This is like a, I remember hearing this back in the day, that it was like a soul filling station. You you come in on Wednesdays, you come in on Sundays to get filled back up, to get encouraged, to to get lifted up. And yes, we invite sinners to come. We invite people to come into the house of the Lord so that they can hear the gospel preached too. But where you go and where your feet carry you when you're led by the Spirit, you are carrying the gospel. Remember last week we talked about how you carry the presence of God. Amen? That you're carriers. Of the presence of God. And so everywhere you go, you are carrying the gospel. People see how you interact in business, they see how you interact in the schoolhouse, they see how you interact in the chapter house, they see all the things that you're doing. What you do, you are a representative of Jesus Christ, of the gospel of Jesus. You are to carry the true gospel. Amen. Our 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 um podcast is called purveyor of truth because we bring the truth we purvey the truth and we're not we're not we're not we're not settling for anything else the scripture says to buy the truth and sell it not so once you have the truth you share it amen you share the gospel you 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 let that light shine through you so that so that there can be more lost sheep brought in so there can be more rejoicing in heaven Verse 8. Now, this is really the key verse that I wanted to read. Either what woman having 10 pieces of silver, 10 pieces of pure silver, if she loses one piece of that tin, one piece, does she not light a candle and sweep the whole house and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice for me, with me, for I have found the peace which I have lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. Now remember, Jesus is re- addressing the Pharisees that called him out for sitting down with sinners. Now we know that Jesus was led by the Spirit in everything that he did. Amen? Yes, and that everything that he did, he said, I do what I hear the Father tell me to do, and I say what the Father tells me to say, and we are to walk like Jesus walked, amen? So when we, we don't just say, you know what, I really want to go over and hang out with this group of sinners. I just really want to go down to the, this place and hang out. No, it's not up to you, amen? Amen? We just got finished singing. There's no other way but to trust and obey. Amen? So when the Spirit leads you, that's when you go. Amen? Jesus didn't choose of his own to go walk into the wilderness to be tempted. Amen? Amen. He was led up of the Spirit. We must be led of the Spirit in all things. Sister Marjorie's podcast, be led of the Spirit in all things. Amen. So that the Holy Ghost directs our footsteps. The Spirit of God directs our footsteps. We don't decide. So this woman, she represents like it's easy to see who, who's represented by this man that's going after this one sheep, right? When we read this woman, who's this woman? Who's how does this represent? Well, it's kind of like us, but it's also kind of like like the Lord. He's gonna search, he's searching, he's looking for you. He wants you to come to him, he knows where you are. Amen. But he makes the, the, the way clear. He makes by the Spirit of God. He makes the way clear. And as as servants of God, we are in there. Sometimes we're the sweepers. Sometimes we're the broom. Amen. Get it? Sometimes we're the broom, and we're 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 sweeping out some things to help help make it easier to find that coin. Sometimes that that's kind of like being a forerunner. We go before somebody else. One plants, one waters, another brings the harvest. Amen. Whew. Y'all stick with me here. All right. So he sees our worth. He, God, knows how much we're worth. That one coin was very valuable to her. You might think, well, I had 10, you know, 10 pieces of silver, and I lost one, and it was sad, and I, and I just went on about this, business. I don't have time to search for that coin. I know a lady that came to us and asked us to pray because she lost $8,000, rolled up in a vault, in a bundle she lost this $8,000. I haven't heard back her report yet, but I'm expecting her to say, oh, I found it was just right there. <laughs> $8,000. It's important to her. Amen? Some people $8,000 isn't important, but to this woman, that one piece of silver was very important to her. They say that the 10 pieces of silver would equal a whole week's worth of wages. 40 hours or more worth of wages, if I read it right. So one coin one part of that would be i don't know not doing i'm not going to do the math but it's important amen if you work a job and you lose one whole day of wages that's a big hit is it not Mm -hmm. and back then that was even bigger so they also said in the in the history that the possibility that this might have been her life or her household savings All the money that she could have, you know, scrounged up and saved, and here she lost one of those pieces. Or it could have been her dowry, and still then, it would have been the household savings. Very important. Amen? Yeah? So, for her, it was very important, and it was so important that she took time out to light a candle, sweep the whole house, and and. Basically purify it, kesher it, looking in every single corner until she found that coin. And when she found the coin, she called her neighbors and her friends and she said, rejoice with me, for I have found what, what was lost. We were once lost and now we're found. Amen. We're born again. Why? Because somebody took the time to sweep the house. Amen. Somebody took time to search and to look for us and to carry the gospel to us. Amen. Some somebody took time to get before God to bring to bring that message that draw. That was the final straw on the camel's back that would draw us to the altar. Amen. Somebody got before the Lord. Somebody prayed. Somebody sought God for you. Amen. If it wasn't anybody else, it was Jesus. So the, I believe the Lord is, is wanting us to understand today that there are so many, and I, I feel like I preach this so much, and I, I'm like, Lord, really? That there's so many things out there that are counterfeit. Mm-hmm. There are so many things out there that look good, they seem good, and man, you know, I, I know you've seen the westerns, in the western movies where the, the guy comes up in a big wagon and he's, he's got maybe a tall hat on or something, and he's got... What he's got is a mouthful of slick words, and he's selling some kind of oil or some kind of potion or something that's going to make, it heals everything. They call them snake, oils, snake oil salesmen or something. What else they call them? charlatans? <laughs> huh? <laughs> Carpet backer. I don't know. So they you know, they, they come into town, they, they, and, they, and they stand up on that side, and they're like... um. They're like Bob Barker. You know, they get up there, and they start talking, and everybody's listening, and everything they're saying, there's like, it's so good, and it's great, and it's like the best car salesman you ever met, and then you get a home, and you've spent your money, and you, you start finding out, this isn't anything but some water with some peppermint leaf in it, you know, or something, some kind of oil they found somewhere, and, the, and by the time you get... Figure out you've been duped and you gave that guy your 20 bucks, your whole life savings, or whatever it was, because you were sick and you wanted to get better just like the woman with the issue of blood she spent every dime she had. Going after all these things that the world had to offer to heal her. And all she needed was one touch of the master's garment. Amen? That one ounce of faith. The one encounter with the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? So when we, by the time they get back to that salesman to get try to get their money back or give a give him a good fussing, they find he's gone, long gone, gone to another town to get somebody else's money, right? So we don't take any wooden nickels. Don't allow someone to sell you a bill of goods. Don't even look into these things. The gospel is in this Bible right here, the Word of God. Amen. Buy the truth and sell it not take the truth and the whole truth and nothing but the truth so help you God amen don't trade it for anything nothing nothing in this world is worth what God has for you and what he has laid out before us in this word amen My mind kind of wanders as I was, you know, not wonders, but as I was meditating on the scripture and I was thinking, thinking, well, Lord, what would happen if she hadn't searched out this coin? What would happen if she hadn't, if she had just shrugged it off and said, you know what? Well, first of all, she wouldn't have been a good steward of what God would have blessed her with. Amen? We need to be good stewards. Secondly, she wouldn't have had the, the money that she needed. She was saving up for something, she needed that money for something. We don't just save for nothing, amen. amen. We shouldn't. Then, we, then would we'll be like that with The rich young ruler, or the the guy that you know filled up his storehouses, and then the Lord said, "Well, tomorrow your your life is required from you. What good is that going to do?" So she was saving up for something that was important. If she had just shirked it off and not done anything about it, if she had just, she would have been trading. Whatever value of that coin for her complacency, for a momentary moment of, I just want to put my feet up, I'm tired, I want to go to sleep. She would have been trading something so valuable. There are times when God says, get up and pray, two or three o'clock in the morning, Amen? amen? What if we just shrug it off and say, Lord, you know my heart. I really need to sleep. What value is it? What did we just trade? Whose life, who needed that? Who needed you to intercede for them? Who needed you to touch heaven for them at that moment, that hour? And you said, no, 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 I just really want to sleep. Amen? It it goes into all different aspects of life, not just being woken up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. It could be giving. It could be, you know, doing some labor for someone or offering some help to someone, offering a ride for someone. We have to be diligent to hear what the Lord is saying. Amen? We must be diligent to recognize the value of each and every soul. The Bible says that all souls are His. It doesn't matter what, what color, what background, what nationality, what, 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 what tradition we come from. It, what matters is that that soul belongs to God. All souls are His. Amen. It doesn't matter how many tattoos. It doesn't matter how many piercings. It doesn't matter how much black they're wearing. It doesn't matter how much psychedelic clothing they're wearing. What matters is they have a soul, amen, and that soul belongs to God. And when we say, oh, well, that person's not going to hear me, they'll never listen. And the Spirit told you to go, you just told God, you just told God that they're not valuable enough for your time and your efforts to put your heart on the line or your emotions on the line for them. Amen? Larry and I were talking this morning about emotionalism. And how much emotionalism has really crept into the church. And a lot of people say, well, you know, Pentecostals, it's just a bunch of emotionalism. That's not true. The Holy Ghost deals with your mind, will, and emotions, your soul. Amen. And your response will be emotional. Amen. But when you have a church or people that work up an emotion or they bring an emotion, say... Let's just, I'll just make something up. Say, my hamster died this morning, and I'm really emotional and upset about it. And so when I get to church, I start thinking about how sad I am about the hamster, and I start to weep, and I start to cry, and then I start, know, that's wrong, amen? Do you get me? Do you hear what I'm saying? When we weep and cry before the Lord, it's, it's because we love him. If you cry before the Lord because your hamster died... Cry before the Lord because your hamster died, but don't work it up so that you can get into some kind of emotional tizzy. That's not of God, amen? That's not the Holy Ghost moving in you. That's what I'm getting at. The Holy Ghost brings forth emotions because of who he is, because of his presence is so good, because of what he's done for you, because of where he's brought you from and where he's taken you, Amen? I don't know. Lord, you have your way here. Would she have accepted a counterfeit? This woman, if she had been sweeping, she'd lit that candle. She's searching the house. She's looking in every corner. She's lifting up the bed. She's lifting up the bases. She's looking inside the vessels Everywhere. Where on earth could this coin be? She's searching and searching and searching for it. Would she have accepted a counterfeit? What if somebody came in and said, hey, I've got this wooden nickel. If you'll just take this nickel, you'll feel better. You can put it in the same spot where that coin's supposed to be. It'll fill the same place. It'll be okay. Just move on. What if she had done that? No, she would not. I don't believe she would have accepted it. If we accept something that's going to fill that void or tries to fill that void where Jesus is supposed to be, if we give somebody a counterfeit gospel because it's what we have, because it's cheaper, because it's easier, because we just want to get them off our back or we just want to move on, then we have traded the gospel. Amen? And we need to repent. We don't need to end it. The say is on both sides. We don't need to accept something that's not the gospel, the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? Now, here, here's the thing. Lots of times we say, well, I'm just glad they're in church. And that can go two ways, too. My grandparents were um, of a different denomination. They didn't believe in the infilling of the Holy Ghost. They didn't believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And so when they found out I was going to church, they didn't like where I was going to church. I went to a holiness church, and they didn't like it. They were kind of freaked out about it. They were a little scared. And eventually they came around to say, well, at least she's going to church. But I didn't stop sharing the gospel with them. I didn't stop letting my light shine. And I believe that when my grandfather passed, that he had a Holy Ghost experience or two before he died. Amen. And so when... Um, but we made the mistake of compromising when our loved ones began to go to church somewhere. And I've seen it. Even if they're going to a church that we know does not line up with the Word of God. I mean, unequivocally, does not. It shouldn't even be called a church. By our definition, a church is a gathering house. But by our definition of a church, is the body of Christ. Amen? And so when we think, oh, well, at least they're going to church, you're thinking, you're trying to soothe your own conscience into thinking that they're part of the body of Christ. But if they're going to a cult, that's not part of the body of Christ. They are not for us. They are against us. Amen? Amen? We can't misquote the scripture and say, well, if they be for us, how can they be against us? Because they are against you. They're not for you. They are not for the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? Some are preaching another gospel. That's not the gospel. Amen. Some are preaching a whole we're all, we're all the same basket. We're all Christians, and we're all going and we're all and all paths lead to God. That's not the gospel. Amen. There's only one way. Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, let me let me move forward. Okay, turn with me to Mark chapter 8. See this, 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 this message, and this reason why you will not trade your coin, or you would not trade anything, or take any wooden nickels, is because there's three reasons: it's for God's glory, for your increase, for your edification, for you to be built up and strengthened in the Lord, and for others to come to know Jesus. Amen. Amen. It's a trivecta of blessing, if you if you will. No, don't take any wooden nickels. Um, what did I say? Mark, I'm in John, sorry. Mark 8. The Lord blessed me with a Bible with large print. I probably don't even need these reading glasses. Mark 8, chapter, verse 34. Verse 34 says, and when he had called the people unto him with his disciples, he said unto them, whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and my words and this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. (coughs) Let's sink in for a minute. For what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? (coughs) Is there any profit in that? There's no profit. There's no profit. It's all loss after loss after loss after loss. Would this be the law of diminishing (laughs) returns? If you take that wooden nickel If you take that false gospel, if you take it or trade it for anything, if you trade this gospel, this precious, precious, more valuable than life itself gospel, and you trade it for anything, anything, it begins to diminish your life. It takes away from your life. Jesus gives us life and life more abundantly. Everlasting life and life more abundantly. Amen. It's so good. It's so good. But then we read, oh, but we have to take up our cross, we have to deny ourselves that this is a religion of self-denial. No. This is a religion of surrendering to Jesus Christ. Amen. This is a this is a relationship. Amen. Knowing Jesus and walking with Jesus is not even really qualified in my definition, as a religion. The Bible says, addresses this in one place. He says, what is pure religion and undefiled but to go to the widows? Amen? To the fatherless. is to share the love of Jesus Christ. That is pure religion and undefiled. Amen? It is to share. It is to love God and love others. It is to love Jesus Christ that's it it's that easy what would it profit us to give up what we have and gain the whole world when Jesus was led up in the temptation he was offered as if Satan had the authority he offered him the whole world and he did have some authority in that because he is the quote unquote little G God of this world the worldliness. Amen. And he said, if you will just bow down to me, I'll give you all this. But Jesus knew there was something greater. Amen. Jesus knew there was something greater. We got to know there's something greater. Amen. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. As the Lord told us last week, I will put that hedge, that ring of fire, amen, a wall of fire about you. Amen? The enemy has no authority over you. Why would we trade that for momentary, fleshly, worldly fulfillment? Amen? Empty. It's an empty fulfillment. It's like you get a box from Amazon. You open it up, it's empty. That's no good. Amen? The Lord sets a table before us, before our enemies. He gives us everything we have need of. His yoke is easy and His burden is light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What what then shall we trade the gospel this truth for a wooden nickel so to speak shall we give our ears and our hearts to the words and the ways of men to be led by the wisdom of men no we shall not be led astray amen will you will you agree with me no i will not be led astray no i will not trade with this gospel this 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 joy that i have the world didn't give it the world can't take it away i'm not going to trade it amen the world didn't give it. The world can't take it away. What does that mean? It means you can lay it down. You can walk away from it. Amen. Jesus gives you a free will. You choose this day whom you will serve. And tomorrow you choose whom you will serve. And the next day you choose whom you will serve. And you continue until he comes again. Or until he, catch, until you, he calls you home. Amen. Who will you serve? What will, which coin will you take? Will you take the pure silver the pure gospel of jesus christ the pure refined gospel of jesus christ the word the word there says is so pure that it's been refined that there's nothing left bad in it there's no impurities in the word of god amen mm. <clears throat> would you trade a wooden nickel for your soul <laughs> my grandparents had wooden nickels i don't know where they got them but they used to give us they would um, play around with us and give us wooden nickels from time to time. I don't know. They were trying to teach us a lesson, I guess, and here it is. <laughs> All right, turn with me to 1 Peter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4. And verse 14. See, this is, again, it's talking about suffering. But when Paul suffered... And when Peter suffered, when Stephen suffered, they counted it joy. Amen. Amen? They rejoiced in it. When they, they were, Paul and Silas, when they were in jail, they rejoiced. They sang and praised God. Amen. And God answered. They were praying, Lord, get us out of here, get us out of here, get us out of here. Lord, set us free. No, they were praising God. Amen? Up in that jailhouse, they were praising the Lord. And God answered and sent angels and broke the, ch- the chains off and opened up the doors. Amen? When we begin to praise God and we begin to glorify God... Chains are broken. Things are moved out of the way. Amen? I believe that the more united we become at Blue Water and the more committed we become to where God is taking this ministry, Blue Water, Pentecostal Church of God, the more committed that we are, the more wholehearted committed that we are, that that parsonage is going to come faster than you think it will. That God's going to send workers to work on that parsonage. And we've got, it's got the, 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 the stuff in it, but it's old stuff. Amen. God's showing me, you know what? You don't need the old stuff. I got people that got new stuff. Amen. I have people that know how to do it and how to do it. Well, look at the, look at the temple. Look at the old Testament. God brought people from the North, the South, the East and the West, and they weren't just anybody. They were skilled people. Amen. They knew what they were doing, and they were skilled and gifted in it. And I know this for a fact because I witnessed it with my own eyes that God can take people that don't know what they're doing and put a spirit of excellence on them if they'll throw their heart over the line and say, Lord, I will will walk in it. I want to do excellently for you. Then he will bless it, and he will cause it to come to pass. I can take you to a place and show you the story is amazing to me how God moved on a bunch of young people with the spirit of excellence to lay a tile floor that they had never laid tile before and it's perfectly square Mm -hmm. and the pastor told us after we finished that he didn't remeasure it and it was off and it wasn't just off by hair it was off by a quarter of an inch and when you're off by a quarter of an inch your whole floor should been like sideways Mm -hmm. but it's not Mm -hmm. it's perfect because God. Amen? Well, glory. <laughs> okay, look at 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 14. We're just going to pick it up and keep running with it. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you. Are you? <laughs> when you're reproached for the name of Christ, be happy. Rejoice in it. Happy are you for the Spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. When you can't be reproached for the gospel without the Holy Ghost and the presence of God resting upon you. Amen. Lots of people say, Oh, I'm persecuted for Christ's sake, and they don't even know Christ. They don't they don't have relationship with Him. That's not perse- they're not being persecuted for Christ's sake. Amen. Let's read it again. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the spirit of glory and of God rest upon you. On their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. You're bringing glory to the Father when they reproach, bring when reproaches come upon you. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, or as a thief, or as an evildoer or as a busybody in other men's, other people's matters. Yet, if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on his behalf. We are not going to trade this gospel for an easy-peasy walk in the park. Amen? If we trade the gospel for something that seems easy, for something that seems... If we trade this gospel this word of God right here because somebody comes into town, some snake oil salesman comes into town and says, you know what? If you'll just, if you'll just give today and you'll just give like, you know, like you, like there's no tomorrow and you give, then God's going to bless you, which, you know, God will bless you. But if they begin to tell you that if you'll give, that the next thing you know you're going to have a Cadillac in your driveway and you're going to have a brand new house, your your dog's going to wear a diamond studded necklace and and all these things, you <laughs> Is that in the Bible? No. No. He talks about persecution. He talks about, about things not being so easy. Amen? About being willing to be abased. About Paul and Silas and, and Peter. They went to jail. They were persecuted. They said Peter was crucified upside down. Right? I'll say, say what about Andrew? He had that funny looking cross, right? Because they didn't want to be crucified the same way Jesus was, That's what they said. So they were crucified upside down, boiled in oil. Anybody here been boiled in oil? <laughs> Praise God, no. I mean, I always get this picture on mind, like, you know, Bud's body or something. How could you put somebody and try to boil somebody in oil? But that's what they did. And they lived. Because God can't, God, you can't take the life of a man or a woman of God that's walking in the, in the, the, the anointing, that's walking in, in God's plan and God's direction, a Holy Ghost upon them, the, that presence of God and glory of God upon them. You can't take their life It belongs to God, amen? And when he gets ready, that's when they go. Otherwise, it's all glory to God, amen? I don't want 39 lashes on my back or any place else for that matter. I don't want to be beaten. I don't want to be crucified. I don't want to be burned at the stake. This gospel that you hold in your hand, people were burned at the stake so you could hold this Bible in your hand and read it in your language. Amen? That's how valuable that's a scratch on the surface of how valuable the gospel is. Don't trade it for anything. Please, I beg of you, I implore you, get in the word. Even if you don't understand every single word, I don't understand every single word. Amen? Sometimes I look up words in the old Webster's Dictionary. Sometimes I use the Strongest Concordance or Schofield, William. I'll look it up, Young analytical, see what the word means there. You know what happens though? Nine times out of ten, the Spirit says, Didn't I already show you that? And I say, Yes, Lord, you did. Because the Holy Ghost knows what the word means. Amen? And when we read it with the Spirit of God, He'll reveal it to you. And if He doesn't reveal it to you right then, Keep going because he's got something else he wants you to learn today. Amen? Amen. Read the Bible. Read the Word of God. Study. Pray. Take time to get in the presence of God. Get up in the morning. Get your drink of water if you need it. Sit up. and, And first thing I want you to do is say, Good morning, Father. Good morning, Lord. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Ghost. What can I do for you today? What do I need to hear? And just sit in his presence for a few minutes. And then get your Bible. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Get your Bible and begin to read. Spend a little time with the Lord. Start your day off right. It's not a bowl of Rice Krispies that starts your day off right. Or cornflakes. It's the Bible, the word of God, the meat of the word. Amen? Don't trade it for anything. So a false gospel will come and many attractive offers will come bringing riches, power over people, many things and stuff, prestige, popularity. These things are nothing in the light of who God is. Nothing in the light of the the, Holy Ghost being in you. Amen. Nothing in light of you being born again, saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Nothing, nothing is as valuable as you being a child of God. Saved, born again. Amen? Yes, hallelujah. But the true gospel is just the opposite. Because the world can't give it and the world can't take it away, we are willing to suffer for Christ's sake, knowing that the glory that it contains. We are not ashamed and we will not accept a wooden nickel gospel just to think there's an easier way. There's only one way, one direction, one Lord, one Savior, one baptism. One God, pure and holy, altogether good. The pure, refined, silver coin of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Today, we must resolve to recommit, to carry that cross. Some of us have gotten weary. Some of us have gotten tired. It's been a long, hot summer. A lot of stuff has happened since 2020. Can we put 2020 behind us? Can we put... I'm so, I don't know how many times, and I talk to a lot of ministers, okay? How many times I've heard the phrase, and then COVID, or since COVID, or due to COVID. How about due to the presence of the Holy Ghost? Amen? Amen? Amen. Oh, man, I got a friend over in uh, India, and it doesn't matter where he is, but he was praying in a prayer line, and he laid hands on this young man, and the guy's like this tall, and he had to reach up like this, and he laid hands on him, and he just began to say, be healed in the name of Jesus. He's just looking at him. And he's like, "Be healed in the name of Jesus." Be and, and, and something I felt the Holy Ghost on this video. And He says, "Be healed in the name of Jesus," and the man started saying something. And you could tell the minister felt something. He didn't know what he was telling him to be healed of. He just knew it was in the healing line. And he's like. He looks over and somebody runs over with the mic and puts the mic up to the guy's mouth and he says, Jesus. And the pastor, the minister says, Say Jesus. And he says, Jesus. And he says, say, say Jesus again. And he says, Jesus. And he just, the guy just weeping and his hands held high. The minister recognizes something just happened. Mm-hmm. Something big just happened. And he said, What's going on? He asked the people, What's going on? They said, This man that stands before you has never spoken a word in his life, he was born mute. And God healed him just like that. The minister's eyes were huge. He's looking around. Wow, God, look at this. Amen? The world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. Amen. Ain't no snake oil can heal that young man. Amen? Only Jesus. Amen. Nobody could have brought me out of the darkness that I was in. Only Jesus. Amen? No man, no man, no therapy, nothing could set me free from the bondages that I had in my life. It was only Jesus. Amen? Mm-hmm. Nothing ever was valuable enough for me to lay down the things that I laid down on the altar and walk away from them. I loved this man with I thought with all my heart. But it wasn't enough to set me free from the things that had hold in my life. Only Jesus. Mm-hmm. Amen. Only Jesus. Praise God for Jesus in our lives. Amen. Praise God for our salvation. We praise God. From whom all blessings flow. Glory to God. Today we must resolve and recommit to carry our cross. To take no substitutes. To take no wooden nickels and no shortcuts. To walk the way that Jesus walked. And to do all that he did and more. These things and greater things ye shall do. Amen that we commit to serving the Lord in all that we do and not look back. Goodbye, 2020. Amen? Goodbye, 2021. We forgot about that one. Everybody's still talking about 2020. Goodbye is all behind you. Amen? We are to look forward. We're looking forward. Jesus is coming soon. There's so many things that are happening in the world today, and we're we're seeing prophecy unfold so fast that our minds can't even... perceive what's happening and jesus is about to split the eastern skies we don't have time we don't have time for our petty our pettiness our little whiny whiny crybaby pity parties we have got to get serious about the gospel of jesus christ amen when the lord called us um he called us out here in 2007 he called me here and i would already been ministering here since 2003 But he called me and told me we'd be here full-time and ministering here and there in 2007. And since that time, many things have happened. Amen? But God is still God. Amen? Since that time, since the day he called me, now all... Half of our kids, not all. Two of our daughters are married and have kids. We have six grandchildren that I didn't have then. I thought when he called me, I was going to go home. We were going to pack the, the. I don't even know what we're driving an SUV, and we were going to load up all of our kids and Larry, and we were going to move to New Mexico right then and there. It took seven years for us to move here full time. In that seventh year, we were blessed to go around and talk to a few few very small churches and share our vision and where we were were going and what we were doing. And in that, I was testifying, I was uh, sharing the the vision of what we had, and I said, Lord, we want to be poured out for you. I remember those words coming out of my mouth. I want to be poured out, I want to be used up for you. So many times, you walk into churches as a minister and you see people that love to come to church. They love to show up on Sunday morning. They love to show up on whatever appointed time. They love to be in church. And they love to have their Bibles. They like to go to Bible studies. They like to talk about the gospel. They like to have Christian fellowship. But you don't see them pouring themselves out. Amen? This gospel that we have, is so valuable that we shouldn't want to keep it inside we shouldn't just want to share it with one another but that we want to be poured out for him that we want other people to know who he is we want our whole life to be used up for him amen that it's not enough just to do a little here and a little there that we need to be poured out for him You've got a salt shaker, right? You put the salt in. You can shake it out. A little bit comes out. We need to be like the Morton salt box. They just open up the box and pour it. Amen? And when it rains, it pours. Glory to God. That we just be poured out for Jesus. So that when he comes and when he calls us and we stand before him, he doesn't say, oh, you did a little here and a little there, and that was pretty good. No, he says, I see that you were poured out for me. A drink offering for the Lord. Amen? Is that not what Paul said? That we need to be poured out for him. This gospel is so valuable that we shall not take any wooden nickels. Amen? That we shall not purvey and convey a wooden nickel gospel. It's dangerous as death to others. Amen? That wooden nickel will not buy you one cent of rice. Amen? A wooden nickel will get you nothing in the marketplace. Don't take it, amen? No amen. matter how good it might sound, don't accept it. Accept the whole gospel, the whole loaf, the whole full gospel of Jesus Christ. We must commit to serving the Lord in all that we do and not look back, never wondering if we made a good deal. We know it's the best, only the best and the only deal, the only way, and it is full of joy beyond measure and all provision. Will you agree with me this morning and saying, Lord, we say yes to your word. We say yes to your truth. And as the song that we sang this morning, Lord, we say yes to your will and to your way, for there is no other way but to trust and obey. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we're just gonna, we're gonna bow our heads. If we want to come to the altar, the altar is open. If you'd like to come up here and we're we're just going to come before the Lord in prayer.